Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, What's happening? Eh, what's up? <laughs> welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and besides that awkward intro, we <laughs> are doing the usual today. Guys, basically, if you guys are new here, basically what I do is I go to any subreddit that has to do with mental health and you know try and give some advice also, try and learn something new. I've been learning quite a bit, especially, I think, it was, what was it, yesterday, I think, or a couple of th- or the depression regimen one was. So I learned a lot about different um, kinds of medications. So yeah, it's pretty interesting every time you go to these. So today we're going to go over to the Forever Alone subreddit, which, um, well, real quick, happy 4th of July to everybody out there. I saw a 4th, 4th of July related post, so I thought I would start that one out. That's a pretty short one. So I decided to treat myself to a nice meal today before I spend the 4th of July alone. Got to the restaurant, sat down, and the waitress came up after a bit and asked, are we waiting for someone? I came here to shove a burger in my face, not be sad. Yeah, I mean, that's always tough when you have to spend a holiday by yourself. Um, I, I don't think I've spent too many holidays by myself, if I'm being real honest here. Um, yeah, I don't really think I have. And, you know, I've been very fortunate in that sense. But, you know, I, I think we forget how important it is for people to come together during holidays. Yeah, I mean, obviously not every holiday. Not everybody can make it to every single holiday. But, you know big ones like Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, uh, it's not a holiday, but, you know, when people pass away and you go to a funeral, you know, even that is, you know, as sad as that is, it's also uh, very interesting. Like I'm going to my grandmother's uh, funeral service next week. And so for me, seeing my family again or seeing my friends again after all this time, even though I've spoken to a couple of them and all that stuff, it's, it's so different than just speaking to them on Zoom, speaking to them on um, well, especially my friends, because most of my friends that I'm involved with in, in terms of uh, podcasting, like all we do is talk about podcasting. We talk, I mean, obviously, we play video games together and we talk regularly. But, you know, for the most part, we're, we're thinking about what are we going to do in our next video? What are we going to do for this one? What are we going to do for this one? So it's very interesting to, to, you know, use these events as a way to get back together. Now, I, I wish that it didn't always have to come to something like that for us to get together. But, you know, either way, it's... Um, you know, it's always tough when you have to deal with, because you know, like like I said, man, loneliness is one of the biggest punishments people can do. Like, what is what is it when when your parents want you to stop doing something? They tell you go to your room. When you are in, you know, when you're do something bad in prison, what do they do? Solitary confinement. You know, people people don't realize how messed up that is until you know you realize what kind of crazy shit goes through your mind. You know, when you're alone. And when you're in a space that is, you know, I, I heard something about the white walls, something about the color white does something to you, but I don't, I don't know exactly how much truth there is in that, especially since my room is mostly white. So <laughs> hopefully it's not true. Um, but yeah, so good luck with that, man. Hopefully you have a good 4th of July. Uh, let's see the next uh, post. I saw yesterday night, my mom crying. I entered in her room and asked her what happened. And she asked me to leave. Then my father came in and asked her the same thing. I was in the bathroom and tried to hear what they were talking about. Guess what she answered? She cried because she is tired of having a pathetic loser with like me, without uh, without decent paid job, lazy, without friends or a girlfriend, but full of mental issues. I also heard why my son can't be like the successful sons of my coworkers. My father told her to just accept she has has a loser son and stop suffering that and that he already accepted that I am a lost cause. It broke my heart too. I'm hurting uh, the ones, the only ones who still love me. But I can't do anything. Although they seem to forget when I was a kid, they were very strict and critic uh, critical to me. And they didn't leave me to do anything or meet anybody. Just study in my room. Yeah, this is always really tough, right? Because especially with very strict parents, uh, you know, if they 
if you don't end up successful, that completely goes on their shoulders, right? If they if they molded you into this thing and you don't reach those things, it's almost like they failed, which in my opinion, they have. They have failed you in that case. So, um, you know, when we talk about things like this, uh, you know, it, I do put a lot of weight on the parents. Now, I'm not saying the parents' job is is meant to be like, I'm not saying there's any, any any such thing as a perfect parent, right? Like anything like that. But the problem is when you don't, and this is why I don't like it when people say loser. I've talked about this several times and it really annoys me when I see, not because, you know, I, I, I've been telling you guys about the loser phase and I'm getting tired of hearing this. Why don't you guys listen to me? Because, you know, I know not, not to many people listen to this podcast, but I, I just hate it when people like sum up somebody as a loser, you know, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, they're going through a loser phase of their life right now. And they can choose whether or not to stay in that loser phase, but you know, either way it's, it's tough. And it doesn't, the problem is without any encouragement, I'm not saying like you should give like, uh, you know, completely unwarranted encouragement because that can also end up uh, going the opposite way, like boosting somebody's ego to the point where they're just like, Oh yeah, yeah no, I got this. And they get spoiled. But, this level of um, like complete lack of empathy is pretty ridiculous, man. And, you know, I would probably say that, you know, why don't we figure out, why don't you figure out what you can do from here on out? I don't know how old you are. I don't think guys that you said in here, um, but I would just say, you know, don't give in to what they're telling you, meaning don't let them define who you are, meaning you're a loser, you're this, you're that. Uh, don't give in to that. I would just say get make uh, make your own path. So just find a job. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a crazy job. Just find a job that has. I don't know if you do have a job, but um, I'm assuming you might. Uh, and then go from there. See what you can do. I, these parents are not good for you. You know, um, it's always a shame when when parents become the problem in a child's upbringing. You know, so it, you know whenever I hear about these things, you know, especially you know one of my friends, I remember he had to. He, he moved out really early. I mean, he was one of the first people that I ever moved that I knew ever moved out. And like, he was constantly trying to like hustle because he didn't want to go back to his parents, you know, and it was so interesting to see that dynamic. Whereas I, you know, I still, you know, stay with family now. And so it, it's, it's interesting. Now, granted, I think that that kind of pushed him to becoming the man who he is now, you know, very independent and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. And, you know, and I applaud him for it, but, you know, at the same time, when parents are this, this disgusting man i i don't know what else to say you know when you when you give up on your child it's basically i i think they use sometimes parents can use their kids as scapegoats for their own terrible parenting skills you know what i mean like it it, it seems like that quite a bit at least to me and i just don't i don't like the idea that you can just blame it on a kid who you know the kid that you ended up um you ended up raising this whole time and now you're just going to call him a loser. You're just going to call him this, that, I mean, it doesn't, and granted, I know they didn't say it to his face, but talking about this in private is pretty much going to affect it anyway. It's going to affect the way you look at your kid. It's going to affect the, you know, cause obviously the way that they're talking in private right now, it shows that they've given up all hope. You know, the dad just saying he's resigned to the fact that his son's a loser. Or, sorry. I don't remember what you said you were, uh, that is, kid is a loser all that kind of stuff i mean i just don't like that kind of talk in general i think it's very defeatist you know it's very it, it just defeats uh any sense of progression that you can do in your life you know what i mean so you know 
keep your head up, uh, whoever you are, and hopefully you're able to, um, you know, don't even don't even do it to despise to, to defy their expectations. Just do it to make yourself better. You know, obviously, once you make yourself better, it doesn't really matter what they think. You know, and I, I like you know I, I've done this before where I ended up going into things for the wrong reasons. Oh, I want to prove this person wrong. I want to prove this person wrong. That works for some people. It, I don't I don't work very well off of that because the minute I don't show you know I, it just puts too much pressure on me and I crack under pressure. I am the biggest. If there's any, if there's hella pressure on me, I crack, man, completely. So you got to be kind of careful with what you use as your inspiration. So, you know, let's go ahead and go to the next one. Uh, I couldn't tell them how much of a loser I am as the next post. I went paddling today alone, like many activities I do, outdoor or otherwise. After I turned around to go back to the shore, the weather changed on a dime. The sky turned dark and the wind picked up horribly. I had to paddle towards a deep, deep rocky shore to hide out while the storm passed. A group of amazing people rode up to me and asked if I need help. Uh, getting back to the shore, I agreed, of course. They rescued me. After we reached shore and one of the guys was loading the boat up, two very attractive women made small talk with me, asked me if I had a family or was married, and I lied. I told them I was married and had two daughters. Oh, wow. No, dude, you can't do that. I lied and, they, and said they couldn't come because my wife is sick at home and my children were with, are with my folks, but there's no wife, no kids. They never, <laughs> they're never, um, they're never going to know, though. I'll never meet those incredible people again, but it made me feel accomplished that uh, someone... My good husband and father, but I'm neither a husband nor a father. Yeah, it's always tough. You know, I know sometimes when people talk to me, sometimes like I lie about my diet or something like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I just have this, I just do this. Like, yeah, I don't know. I do, I do go pretty hard on my cheat days. I'll just tell you that. And you know, I, you know, actually a lie actually turned me into. So it's it's interesting, right? I, I actually like changed my diet based off a lie because I was telling people like I like to eat spinach and stuff. I ended up adding spinach to my diet and now i'm like you know what spinach isn't that bad so i actually do you know a lie ended up changing it into that but you know either way you shouldn't exactly I mean, especially to strangers i i don't think uh for, first off i don't really care if you lie to them but that's a really big lie that's a really big lie especially since they're true attractive girls what it, you I, i'm assuming you're a girl i mean, sorry excuse me i'm assuming you're a guy so uh yeah i was married to two daughters um and you had a wife. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I think, first off, I think you probably killed your chances with those two girls. Um, but second off, I mean, listen, just, you know, just the fact that you're not doing anything doesn't really matter. I remember my uh, my Samoan family, you know, as, as harsh as they are, it's really fun. Whenever I'm not doing anything or anything like that, dude, they, they just straight up are like, oh, what are you doing? You chilling? Like, I, I just straight up say, yeah, I guess. They're like, okay. Like, they don't ask anything else. You know, it's really funny. They, they really don't ask anything else. Um, you know, when I wasn't doing football, I was actually, I thought they would be a little bit more, uh, cause you know, in, in Samoa, like football is like everything or sports, especially, especially, but, um, you know, when I, when they ended up, you know, when I ended up telling them, ah, I don't do football and all that kind of stuff, I, I thought they were going to be a lot more like, I don't know, dismissive of me, but you know, like kind of like my father was, but you know, they, they were totally understanding. They're just like, oh, that's cool. You know? And I started realizing that I couldn't use the the barometer that I use for my father to use for the rest of my cousins and my uncles and aunts and stuff. So, you know, I started learning that as I went along, but, um, you know, good luck with that, man. I know, uh, you know, granted you may never meet those people again, but, uh, you know, if you do, you're going to have to talk about that lie too. So, you know, be careful with that. Uh, the future holds nothing for me is the next post. Excuse me. I got to cough off screen real quick. All right. Uh, I try not to think about my own future too much because the more I do, the more depressed and utterly hopeless I become. 
Recently, though, it's been getting harder to simply ignore how I will inevitably end up. Right now, I'm just trying to make it through college. Ideally, I'll get a job, make enough money to live comfortably, and that'll be pretty much uh, be it for the rest of my life. But how am I supposed to live like that? I see so many people on this sub who are in their 30s, 40s, etc., at all, and still alone. And I don't know how y'all manage to keep going. I certainly won't be able to. How am I expected to keep working towards the future, which I will never be happy or fulfilled? Sometimes I wish I got some kind of terminal illness. I don't want to kill myself, but I just want to. I just don't have the desire to stay alive any longer. Yeah, and this goes into what I was saying before, where loneliness or loneliness is one of the biggest punishments you can get from anybody. You know, if somebody ghosts you, or sorry, if somebody stops talking to you, if somebody, you know, that kind of stuff. I remember there was a, an episode of, um, are you afraid of the dark? Which is kind of like goosebumps back in the day. It was on Nickelodeon and there was an episode with a genie. And I remember the last wish. Um, so he, this person ends up wishing for two things and, you know, typical genie thing, you get three wishes. And I remember this, this genie just kept on asking, like, what do you, what's your last wish? What's your last wish? And like all the wishes hadn't gone very well from then on out. Right. Right. And at the very end, like this, this person's just like, you know what? I wish you'd just leave me alone. The minute it does that, it fades to black. He's like, all right. And then so it fades to black and that person's just alone. And for like the, I guess the rest of their life. Right. And it was crazy. Cause when I saw that I was super, like I, I was pretty young. But I was just like, oh, my God, and that was even scarier than some of the other things like Slappy from Goosebumps or anything like that. Just being left alone. I was like, holy crap, man, that's wild. So it was it was interesting as I grew up realizing what loneliness could really do to somebody. And especially when you're young like this and you see, you know, I, I don't I don't want to use these people in this particular subreddit as examples of what can of what uh, obviously this could happen. Not saying it can't. But I don't like using people from a particular subreddit as like data for for how likely it is you'll become this, right? I mean, it seems like you have a lot of good goals right now. I remember when I was in the hospital, I thought the same thing. You know, I'd met a lot of people that were in their 40s, 50s, had really good jobs, but they were, you know, had all kinds of mental issues. They'd been, some of them had been hospitalized two or three times before this, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff. And I was just like, is this going to be me? Am I going to end up back here? Like, what is this? And, you know, is this just going to keep happening? You can't, you can't compare yourself like that. You have to look at yourself in the context of your own life. And to me, it seems like you're, you got everything going for you. You're going to college, you're doing this stuff. Don't worry about the, the, the possible future as much. Okay. Don't, don't worry about that. You know? So, you know, don't, don't think about, uh, you know, the people on here. Don't think about, don't think about them in the sense that, oh, this is, this is probably what I'm going to become. Think about it in more in terms of, you know, this is what I want to avoid. These are, because a lot of these people are literally talking about things that they've done that, um, that you should probably avoid, you know, let's be real with you. Uh, so, you know, figuring that out is going to be helpful for, uh, helpful to you because, excuse me, as you go through life, You'll realize that there are a lot of people with a, with lives that you don't exactly want, but you feel like you're you're headed towards with, by some group, uh, some type of gravity or something like that. So you know, as you go along, you'll start thinking to yourself, "Oh man, I'm uh, I'm destined to go through this. I'm destined to be this. I'm destined to be that." It's like, no, no, you're not. Not all the time, at least. You know. So you know, figuring that out is going to be like. It, it, figuring out like how not to um, compare yourself all that much, you know, obviously you can compare yourself, but comparing it to like a T to the point where this is, Oh, this is my destiny. This is my destiny. Same thing with my father. Right. I always thought I was going to end up exactly like him. And to a certain degree, I ended up 
becoming quite a bit like him uh, in some ways. But, you know, I it was my choice on whether I wanted to do that or not. By the choices that I made, uh, they, they were the things that ended up for uh, kind of fortifying the way that I live, meaning that, uh, you know, if I chose to lash out in anger, I got used to that. So once I started lashing out in anger, it became the thing that I wanted to do. And it became the thing that I wanted to, uh, it became the way that I wanted to, uh, express myself, you know, when I was angry, whereas now it's not, it's not the same thing. And I, because of all these choices that I've made to quell my anger before it really starts, uh, and to express my anger in other ways, that's little, those little things ended up making it so that I wouldn't end up like my dad. So those are all choices that I made throughout my life. So now let's head out to the next post, faking friends. When I was 12 to 19 years old, I used to go out and tell my mom and dad that I'm going somewhere with my friends. In reality, I was just riding my bike around the town. And then after a few hours of riding, I spent a few hours up with my grandma. Anyone did something similar? <clears throat> no, not exactly. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever really done that too much. You know, I, I've always been pretty much like, even though I've social, I, I've had social anxiety in the past, like I don't I don't think I've ever really been completely alone like people have always hung out with me people have always you know I've always been somewhere and I've never really had to lie about where I was or anything like that but you know I I think um, I think it's always tough for a young kid um, you know I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong I, obviously I don't know your family dynamic but I don't think there's anything wrong with with you know hey I'm gonna go out for a bike ride um, you know, of course, there is the possibility that your parents could worry about you because they're like, oh, I wonder if he's going to make any friends. Like, I wonder if he's going to, you know, do. I wonder if he's going to be, you know, um, if he's going to be OK by himself, he's going to do this. But, you know, I think being pretty honest about where you're going, I think will help you because then you don't have to live this lie. Once you start living a lie, once you start telling that first lie, I mean, like the big lie where it's like it's something about your life, kind of like the person before where they were talking about how they had a wife and kids, even though they didn't. Once you start talking about that, that lie is really hard to get rid of. You know, it's really, really difficult to get away from that lie because now it's become exactly who you are. Now you have to live that lie because, you know, if somebody figures it out, then it's like, oh, dude, you were lying about something pretty big, dude. So, you know, it's very rare. I don't want to say it's very rare, but, you know, there, there's a good chance they're going to look at you like, what the heck? Like, why would you lie about that? You know, uh, let's check out the next post, which is a pretty short one. I got rejected by a girl who's legitimately stalking me. Not even fucking kidding. This has got to be a new low for me. So how's y'all nights going? Uh, that's got to be rough. I mean, I don't think I've ever been to that. There could be different reasons, though, why she rejected you. Maybe she was too afraid of accepting that. Maybe she was... Maybe th this could be something, right? Maybe she, I don't, maybe she looked at you in a certain way, put you on a pedestal, and when you ended up coming to her, it just it didn't seem like the same thing. Because you got to think about like what a stalker's mindset is probably like. And I think about it a little bit like a flashers, you know, like the, the people that like just show you like they go naked and they like show people their, their stuff and they, they get off on that. I think uh, stalkers have a similar thing where they look at you from a distance and they want to see you like that. But, you know, I, I don't know exactly what this means. Like, did the person did you approach the person who was stalking you and you thought you had a chance and then she ended up putting you down? I have no idea how, what this exactly means, but if I had to assume, if I'd assume that by that logic, yeah, I mean, stalkers get get off on different things, and sometimes they don't exactly know what they would do if, like, if their crush had actually like come to them. You know what I'm saying? So there could be a lot of different reasons. I don't think you, 
I don't think you should judge it just based off of the fact that you had a stalker and that she um, didn't want you. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you shouldn't look at it like I'm a loser. I can't believe my own stalker didn't want me. You should look at it like, oh, maybe she just had a different um, different mindset going into this. That it's like, oh yeah, it's you know, oh maybe she maybe she just wanted to stalk you. Maybe that was just her thing. You know, you never know with these people. You never, especially with a stalker, you never freaking know. You you never know. It, it, they're so unpredictable. Uh, and I guess that's why that would make some good stalkers, right? They're, they're so unpredictable that you can't figure out their next move. So let's check out the next one. Ooh, this is a, this is one that probably hits home. You're a nice guy. I'm sure you'll find someone and uh, quote unquote. It's funny how the nice guy thing changes depending on who says it. If normies or the girl who rejects you says it, then you, it means you're a fucking you're fucking nice and that's all you need. Take it as honest evaluation. Go forth and assure that you will find someone because you are fucking nice. But God forget, bid you say this to say this about yourself. Why can't I find a girlfriend? I'm so nice. Then it turns out that one, you needed to do more than that. Being nice is just the bare minimum, sweetie. Two, and that and that's if you are really nice. They'll probably assume you are some misogynistic uh, neckbeard who once held a door open for a woman. It doesn't matter if others call you nice. You're not allowed to bring up your niceness. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. This, this kind of went into a couple of different directions on here. Yeah, so the problem is with nice guys is it's not, exa it's not exactly what women want, right? Sure, do they want somebody that respects them? Sure, but you got to think about like what nice means in like the excuse me, in the long run, right? Nice, you can't be nice in the sense that you let people walk all over you. That's not being nice. It means you're just being uh, passive for no reason. Um, and nice could be, like, I listen, I open the door for anybody whenever I go to my gym, right? It doesn't matter if they say thank you. It doesn't matter about that. I don't really do it exactly for that. It's just something that I've, I've learned over time, right? Um, and, you know, at least for, for me, I don't think that... Just because you're nice, you deserve somebody. There's other things that girls look for in a guy. I'm assuming that's, uh, I'm assuming, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so I had to look whether or not you were you're you're straight or not. Um, but there's other things that girls look for other than just being nice. You know what I'm saying? Like people people end up emphasizing that I think a little too much. You know, like they hear women say that, but the problem is women don't exactly know. Like they 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 think about it and it's like, yeah, I would like a nice guy. But then you meet them and it's like they don't want somebody that'll just be a pushover, right? So they don't even know. Sometimes they don't even know how to – sometimes we don't even know, right? Sometimes people just don't know what nice means. Nice, in my view, at least from what I've seen from hearing different dating people, from you know actually being on the market and you know seeing that, I started realizing that it wasn't just about being nice. It was about different factors as well. Like are you, you – know, do you have a backbone? You know, because they'll test you. They will test you, you know, women especially, um, depending on what you you do. But they do test you to make sure that you have a, a backbone. And, and ways that I don't really think they, they even notice. You know, I've been tested many times. And it was funny. Once I actually pushed back, the the girl, like, looked at me like she was in love with me all over again. I was like, what are you – what is this? Like, what is this weird test? So, you know, listen, be respectful but also stand your ground on certain things, make decisions, be uh, proactive with your, your life. You know, that's, I think that's the problem that we, we, cause when you hear nice guy, right. You hear somebody that's like, Oh yeah. You, you almost think to a certain extent that it's some type of uh, like demasculated guy. It's like, no, that's not exactly what all women want. Right. There are some women out there that do want that. There's some women out there who want, a man, but they want a man that they can bring home to their parents, right? Very respectful for a respectful person, but still holds their ground on certain things and somebody that they can feel protected with, you know? So let's see. 
Um, sometimes uh, I think that's probably the last one. Sometimes you can feel almost feel a better life if things almost feel a better life if things had been different if we were lucky enough for love and support. I know it sounds like a dumb truism to say we would be different if things were different. But you know what I mean, you know, uh, I can almost feel it sometimes the validation, social life, intrinsic, fundamental motivation, the better, the better health from all the hormones and positive mentality to actually live each day like you see and hear others doing. Imagine having friends to go out with. After that, imagine being able to put your arm around someone who wants you in those moments where people pause, sigh and readjust. Never did that. Haven't had friends in a long time. Now I'm more alone than ever. These nights feel like I'm sure a ton of people in my proximity are partying, fucking living actually having experiences sometimes you almost you can almost feel it yeah and this is why i always say say you know on this podcast is uh, find a community you know find i don't know i don't i don't exactly trust craigslist anymore but you know find a church you know if you're if you're not religious that's fine i mean i i especially in more like liberal cities you could probably find a church that has more spiritual based or you know even finding a temple right if you can find a uh, a Jainist or a Buddhist temple. Jain Jainism. I don't know exactly how to sp explain Jainism, but it's uh, it's it's uh, it's an Indian. Oh, shit, that's not saying too much. I I, I remember I, I learned a little bit about it, but it seemed like there was a Jainist temple over in San Jose that you could go to, and they were pretty open over there. So, you know, just trying to find a community of people is is key to figuring out where. Now, I, like I said, it's easy for me because I'm religious and I do like to go to church so you know i have you know every time i go to church which i'll be doing in a little bit after this i i start to i start to feel like i belong somewhere you know especially when they come up to you and they they're like oh hi how's it going and you know you start to get through the you know even the most random things you know i remember you know people are still a little uh weird you know about the pandemic and stuff so people you know obviously we we all wear masks right now for i don't i i i'm not gonna question the the Presbyterian's rules, but uh, we're, we're all wearing masks right now. And, you know, one of the things that happens is some people will shake your hand. Some people like go up to you and almost shake your hand, but not really. Like they'll shake it from a, from a distance and act like they're shaking your hand. It's very weird. But, you know, somebody shook my hand last week and I remember just thinking to myself like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool, man. It's, is uh, like, it was weird how much that handshake meant to me because I hadn't really shook anybody's hand since like the pandemic started. I mean, except for like, my boss when i left like you know he, he we didn't really care that much so at that point so it was cool to like you know to uh to shake somebody's hand and you know go through that and you don't realize how much those connections that touch that that emotion that uh that connection to another human being can really change your outlook on life and your change your whole day right after after church on sunday man i come back i do my casual bros podcast and i feel a lot better so you know whenever you um whenever you can try and uh whenever you can like find a community of other people other like-minded people whether it be a gym whether it be something else um you know maybe taking a gym class i don't know how your finances are but just taking a gym class could probably be you can meet a lot of people that way too so you know those are just my thoughts as always guys don't forget you can check you can check out all things casual in the link tree in the description box down below also if you'd like to email me you can email me at mentalhealthcasual@gmail.com. at gmail.com as always guys don't forget to keep it casual.